0: we're live season 2 episode 10 of teaching tangents, teaching tangents. and we were ju- we were just talking that not many people watch this and i don't really care honestly i don't mind because the experience of going live on youtube the experience of t- seeing yourself on video and talking and having a conversation video i think is incredibly useful
1: I don't mind either because I hold myself and I publish more episodes more regularly of this than my other podcast that I'm getting on back onto, but it takes a long time to work on. And I'm being too precious about everything on the sound editing for probably no reason whatsoever. Uh, and the, there's enormous value for me in our conversations. So if a few other oh. people find value in it, great. And it takes no, it takes very little time aside from that, where I should spend a bit more time is to update the episodes for the audio version. Uh, Mm -hmm. but otherwise it takes this hour and that's it. It doesn't take me any more time than that. So that's very valuable because sound production and time, time to do that is anyway, it's like, it's worth it for me. So.
0: Yeah. And we, so this is every week, Willem takes a question and answers it from me and he doesn't know what it's going to be. Yes. So, and usually the questions are from, pupils that i teach or pupils that you teach would you call your you call them students you wouldn't call
1: them pupils there yeah. is the distinction isn't there yeah i think when are they is it after high school you don't call them pupils anymore i don't know but that's traditionally it but sometimes
0: i will call the older people in my school students and the younger ones pupils there's, there's something about it's probably age related but definitely once you're at university you're a student you're not a pupil or maybe it's. But the the whole... interesting
1: thing is that there's still the word, I mean, in French is élève for pupil. Uh, can typically is not used, but it could be, and I might use it from time to time for my students. Partly, at least that's my interpretation. It's already a tangent before we start, as usual. So this is where I don't know where little bunch of people tune out, or they're like, okay, just, I'm done with this. Um, <laughs> we have a high drop-off rate, but then all videos do. I can yeah. go into the stats and look at the drop-off rate. Like there's not that many people watch the whole hour of recording, but I don't really care. Uh I li- I personally listen to a lot of hour-long or more than an hour-long podcasts mm. and video conversations. So I know mm-hmm. that I exist as this audience. Uh, or the audience exists because I, I there's me at least. <laughs> and I know very popular shows that there's where there's hundreds of thousands of people following long conversations
0: and even longer than an hour there are some people we were talking about hardcore histories the other day that's like what three i've never listened to it but it's It's usually
1: two to five six seven hours broken down usually episodes are three four hours long
0: yeah that's what i mean one episode three hours
1: wow Yeah. yeah i listen to interviews that sometimes go for three hours or on watch on youtube and or anyway um uh, the the school where I teach is a private school, where yep. while it's uh, post high school degrees, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that the the those students are paying for, essentially, is to still be in class in the same way that they are in high school. As oh, in there's classes of like 20, 25 people. Whereas if you go to university, you'll have amphitheater classes with like hundreds of people where you don't have any, it's like, it's, you know, you, just, you either keep up or you, you don't. There's nobody mm-hmm. to support you. You have to manage your own self and, you, and it's difficult as a student. So here, there's a lot more support from teachers in a way that a, a classic university doesn't offer. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: but you pay for that service, I guess. Yeah. So I guess uh, okay. that's also another reason for thinking of them as pupils is because they still have a class of like 20 or 30 people.
0: Well, this distinction anyway. of pupils and students could be interesting when it comes to the question cool so this today's question is from one of my students and he's worded it in an interesting way but i'll 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 say i'll give it to you how he said it so how rare would you say it is to be school dumb and really successful in real life i.e earn lots and lots
1: of money uh okay I e I love the earn lots and lots. What's school dumb? Does that mean you only did high school or non high school or? So school school dumb would be yeah, it would be like not not very good
0: at school. No, not I very could academically
1: achieve. Yeah, no
0: academic achievement, but still make lots and lots of money. Because I asked him when so he what's said, "What's lots
1: and lots of money in his book or her?" I don't know. By the way, we won't. I guess it, we,
0: it's it's him, okay. but the. Because he said successful, and then I said, well, how do you measure success? And he said, Mm -hmm. well, earn lots and lots of money. But what's that? that...
1: That's a good question, because, you know, do we meet 100K a year? 500K a year? 70K? Uh, Okay, all right. So he was talking in terms... in
0: Because I suspect
1: that when you're in high school, depending on your educational background, you might not have a good idea of what lots and lots of money a year means... Yes, uh, yes.
0: So he was saying that by the time he was 20, I'm pretty sure he was saying that by the time he's 25, he wants to be earning 90K, 90,000 pounds. Okay. That's That was my exact response.
1: Okay. The guy's got it all figured out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we were breaking down. We were actually, and as part of my teaching, I have to teach about... Mortgages and savings and all the different kinds oh, you're of teaching parts. them
1: to be really, really good little citizens.
0: Yeah, of course, I am operating within the system. It's in the syllabus, and then and then it's, I'll go off on a whole. Just, thing. I'm still
1: amazed <laughs> that this is you know the, I know I've been mentioning this book for the past three or four sessions. Oh, I need to watch it's it. So <laughs> I read good. it even. I mean, the subtitle is called "Birth of the Prison," and you begin the book thinking this is the whole thing about the penitenti- penitentiary system. And you realize yeah. this is the prison he's talking about is society in general. He's not talking about prison only. He's talking about everything. And it's scary because he's like, yeah, the prison is a bit like this, but you're like, and he says, no, but prison, schools, hospitals, workplaces, uh, just uh, barracks of military organizations. And yeah, the prison too. It's mm. all the same. And it's terrifying. Super interesting. It's is it, there must be, there must a be a chapter English... about the panopticon. Have you ever heard of the panopticon? Yeah, I have. I have. It's the it's Bentham's panopticon is a concept, and it's just and in by the way, his concept was meant to be not only for prisons. It was meant to be for just anything. No, I thought yeah, it was just prisons. The concept, prisons. the concept, and the concept is used in many different ways. As in, how can we organize space so that the space makes it easier? for a few to watch a lot of people who are supposed to be doing or behaving in a certain way. So mm-hmm. anyway, for anybody who doesn't know uh, the model, and it's the model that most prisons are built on, but this is like the ideal model that, was d- that he drew in the 18th century. So this is not, you know, this is like, I love it, how old it is. Uh, yeah. late, l- late 1700s, like I think he drew it in, well, have, uh, it's in the middle, because there's like images in the middle of the book about uh, the panopticon and the panopticon
0: it's a really interesting idea when uh, i think about school and uh, as a teacher so much of my movement around the room is where can i put where can i stand so that i can see the most number of pupils exactly that's the same and idea can i make sure that they're all sitting down and i'm standing up so i'm reinforcing my
1: the hierarchy i, can, I don't have the year here on this page so but so i don't know if you can see can yeah see that's what, what I've, I've seen, seen. All right yeah, so this is the concept of the panopticon. so it's a, it's a, it's a round building where uh, all so you have one central unit in the middle where you have the people that are the guards of the prison, you would imagine, if it's a prison. Mm-hmm. and all around, so light comes in from the outside, so you have like light, lights, and all the um the cells
2: mm-hmm.
1: are open onto the inside.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the idea is when you're in a cell, mm-hmm. you cannot see to the sides. You have light coming in and you can see to the, uh, well, you can't see anything because the, but the person in the middle can watch the whole prison.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know that, so it's a double, it's a double use. If you're prisoner in there, you know that at any time somebody can be watching you, the mm-hmm. light goes against you. So it doesn't take much effort of the person in the middle to see because that you're against the light.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay.
1: Yep. Uh, so it doesn't take much effort to just glance and see what everybody's up to. And you have a central position of power that observes everybody. And uh, so, yeah, so the, the main concept being how do we organize space in such a way to facilitate a few to manage the behavior uh, of many people? So, behavior mm-hmm. including um, whether somebody's watching you or not, you know that you can be. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is also the job of cameras out on the street. Mm-hmm. They're a deterrent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, now, later in this chapter, there's also a whole thing about uh, how cities manage the plague, which is just in the context oh, of the pandemic, massively relevant, fascinating, because it's wow. the same kind. It's so good. It's very, very, very scary to see how it is everywhere. And just as you said. You look at where you can place yourself so that you can see the most students possible because schools are organized in this way. And so, this is trigger warning. I should have put a trigger warning before because people can be very reactive to this Mm -hmm. because it's quite a delicate topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, The point is not the point is to think and make you think about the system, the point is not to denounce it as wrong necessarily. But it's to, this is why it's a philosophy book, is to encourage you to think about a certain way, everything in a certain way, and to look at how mm. systems of power organize, organized, particularly in this area of how do we organize space to facilitate the docility and organization of people. Now, okay, for, so I brought us on a whole big tangent uh, because I, I mean, I'm in the middle of this book and I, and it's it's quite fascinating. I think it's,
0: I think it's relevant, I'll make it relevant.
1: So, so I, I have no worries about the fact that it is relevant and I'm going to bring you, uh, you might have idea why. Uh, so I didn't think I would start the question by answering the question there. But one of the ways in which it's relevant, I believe, is uh, also in having people think of standards. One of the standards being like, how much should I be earning when I'm 25? Yeah. Yeah. For, in order to have a good life that I want. Hmm. Uh, And 90, and which is interesting that, which is also interesting that this person asking the question is uh, I don't know if lazy and ambitious is the right combination, but I like to think of myself in that way. I'm both lazy and ambitious. I'm like, all right, cool. (laughs) So, how can I get the most out of life by doing the least at school right now where I am, which is kind of interesting? Because there is a reality to anything that you want to get good results. Mm-hmm. out of like whatever you want wherever you want good results in your life the real the, the truth is you have to work at it yeah there is no i mean there might be shortcuts and pathways or and luck is involved but you have to like you know you have to create your own luck and that usually means working hard to create opportunities to have good opportunities show up
2: mm-hmm.
1: just just like you know this is or or the sports analogy is to to remind yourselves, I can't remember what Jordan said exactly about, you know, he he's, he's won so many, but he's lost a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. And all the athletes, you know, all the ones that are the best athletes in the world failed a lot. Yeah. The practice, because they practice tons and tons and tons and tons. So they put a lot of effort in, and sometimes they were lucky, uh, but they were lucky, but also because they put a lot of effort in because you have a lot more opportunity. So probabilistic, like from a probability standpoint, if you do put a lot more in, you have a lot more probability of like chances of potentially having things that convert in a positive way. Uh, and have you seen um, contact sales, making money, et cetera? Yeah,
0: yeah. Have you seen the video of Ashton Kutcher, of all people, doing an acceptance speech for some teen award, maybe, I don't know, I don't probably so. over 10 10- probably over 10 years ago he says he says very similar things to what you just said opportunities look a lot like hard work and the you kind of the people who make the world around us and made all this stuff that we think is great are no better than us they just had an idea and followed it through he says like that that kind of stuff It was very interesting hearing him say that because he was and and it was like textbook say what you're going to say say it And then say what you said in a very short, like three or four minute speech. And he was obviously very aware of his audience because the people watching this him accept this teen choice award are all young teenagers. So he's I thought that was a masterclass in having a platform and making a point and really having an impact. And it was very similar to what you said. Like you, if if this pupil of mine is going to be earning 90k by the time he's 25, then what's he got to do now to get there? It's going to look like the hard work and they're making the most of the opportunities. Sure.
1: Maybe, yeah. That, which also makes me think of another tangent on the problem with that is you're thinking linearly.
0: Yeah, I it's am. not
1: a problem, but it can be because it's it doesn't allow for uh, breakthrough results. Well, and if well, you want to make a lot of money, if you want to create big results, you have to somehow look for okay. Well, what's the breakthrough there? But that's I, I think we should circle back to that one at some point. Yeah, um, but
0: but but I do think that have building up I've noticed it from playing guitar like I'll practice 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 the same kind of thing and then like drills or whatever it is and then one day I'll be listening to a piece of music and within like less than five minutes I've worked out an entire song the chord structure and the whole thing of the song just like there's a jump in my ability to do things like that because I put the hard work in so, I mean, we'll probably, we'll come back to that because, but you it's You get that- questions
1: from others. What I, I also makes me laugh that all of your, your pupils or students, wherever they typically, there's a lot of questions about that are concerned around, like, I want to make a lot of money. Yeah. And they're always, I, I mean, I know that you tell me that and I'm amazed every time. So I'm like, we should get questions from other kinds of people. And, and I also do take solace in, in the fact that those ideas change very quickly. What do you mean? Well, they, once you go to university or you grow up, or you that that, or maybe I'm wrong, but um, I, I like to think that opinions that what you think is important when you're 15, can change again when you're 16, and change again when you're 17, and change again when you're 20, of what's most important and what are you concerned yeah. about in terms of yeah. like what are the questions driving you? I still yeah. find amazing that they're really concerned with like wanting to earn a lot of money, but but but. Um, get, let's just get back to the question, just quickly, so that I, so that I make sure because I got elements from the question, but I didn't get the heart of. Can yeah. you say it again? It's I like, will. What's the? Because I'm I, trying to get, what's think, the crux of like what do you want to know? Do they want to know how to make a lot of money, or want to know how to slack at school, or something <laughs> in between. I, I
0: I think the crux of the question is more to do with being good at school versus making money. But here's the question again: How rare would you say it is to be oh, how rare? School- okay, yeah school dumb and really successful in real life i.e earn lots and lots of money and lots and lots of money might be a millionaire billionaire
1: how rare it is
0: yeah it's interesting he said how rare it is
1: it's i so i so if i mean to properly answer the question i should go look at statistics but given this is not really the kind of forum where we answer statistical research questions unless i just suddenly happen to have the info at hand but this is such a random Mm. one yeah I'm sure we can go and find a, a proxy. A proxy would be some number to help us evaluate more or less. You know how many people earn this much money who have not finished high school, for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I don't know. It, it, it just depends so much on situation. Like you know, you hear about uh, very successful people, a la Mark Zuckerberg, who didn't finish Harvard. Bill Gates. Bill Steve Gates, Jobs. Steve Jobs, but they were already in very specific kind of. So I mean, he was already at Harvard. Mark, for example, so where,
0: if, where was Bill Gates at uni?
1: I don't know. He
0: dropped. He did drop
1: out. I don't. Know and the, Steve Jobs? It, was Steve
0: Jobs at Stanford? I possibly, And then I don't know. bummed around. I think. He, I think that's the case. I don't know. know. Leaves a comment. Correct
1: us. But I don't know. But you got to remember those. Those are very specific cases. They one. Mm-hmm. They come from really strong academic wealthy environments. I think that helps. Uh, I think I could be wrong for, I'm not, I'm, I'm probably making a bit of a blanket statement there, but they're also I like just, just out of bounds, out of norms geniuses where they're I like, think they, they were, they got bored with what's going on in Harvard and going, well, I can do better elsewhere.
0: This so. is a really good point. The, the fact that they are specific cases, it's those specific cases that the pupils I teach will latch onto well because they're
1: outliers and they oh my god like the the outlier book from malcolm gladwell Mm -hmm. and we have a culture of celebrating amazing stories i mean actually not just a culture because it's human it's human to latch onto specific stories Mm -hmm. but it's also easy to forget that every overnight success has spent a long time working at it
0: i think what you're saying is the crux of what how to answer the question because I see the same thing with younger pupils. I want to be a YouTuber, or have you heard of this YouTuber? Not knowing, as we've demonstrated, because we've got so many people watching our YouTube live stream every week, and we're making millions from it. You know, like well, obviously not, but the pupils who've who've now started to latch onto you and I talking and see your YouTube channel have started, to, have seen us talking on your YouTube channel, have started to say things like, "Are you making money from it?" No. Like, and then, and I will say, yes, I'm making loads of money. That's why I'm a teacher or something facetious. <laughs> and, 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 but that's it. Th- their thinking is, oh, if you're doing something and it goes out on YouTube, or you have a podcast, then you're doing it because you want to make money. And I, I'm the same as you. The vast I, majority I like- of
1: people do not make any kind of money. And yes. the ones that do uh, got lucky or, uh, but even whether they did get lucky or not, Mm -hmm. they worked hard at it Mm -hmm. now maybe some were lucky and they would just happen to be doing this with friends like uh so the the guys from actually because we were just talking about this with other friends uh and i was looking at a little bit of what they do the guys from critical role for example so critical role is the most watched actual play dungeons and dragons show uh online like tens of millions of people follow this thing Uh, And they raised millions and millions of dollars to have an animated version of the adventures that they do with friends. They're voice actors in the first place. Ah, okay. Um, So, and there's a lot of other Dungeons & Dragons or other role-playing game, tabletop role-playing game shows. Literally, Mm -hmm. it's people playing role-playing games, recording and streaming themselves. And there's people watching, (laughs) who watch that, either live or recorded okay so I, they make money I from raising so money on ridiculous. kickstarter from money on patreon uh, and yeah. from advertising and from uh paid promotional stuff as well um those guys <laughs> so it started a few years ago i i i believe the way it started is they just said well let's just let, what, what if we just do film our Dungeons and Dragons game? Because we're down and out, we're voice actors, we're kind of like not really making enough money. It's we're struggling a little bit. Uh, we have time to play Dungeons and Dragons. What if we What if we put it online? A big voice actor. I'm paraphrasing and probably slightly misrepresenting this story, but my point was, Yeah. they didn't go with saying, "Well, we're going to make millions doing this." Yes. Yeah. They went, well, we have a bit of free time and we like playing Dungeons and Dragons, whether if we actually just uh, post it online and maybe that's a way to get more work as voice actors or something like maybe we can just maybe we can capitalize it later. Uh, but for now, let's just do this. And then it's, it started gaining traction. But because so what I meant <laughs> by that is the work they did was yeah. leisure time for them, even though they invested work into it. Yep. So I would need to go and look at the exact story. Now, other people really consciously, conscientiously put a lot of effort to say, like, I won't want this to be a career. But there's also tens of thousands of people that really put serious time into it and want to make money and struggle mm. big time and mm. don't make any money from it. Mm. Like I was hoping my, and I'm still hoping in it, but also the other thing is that when you're not making money from it, it's extremely difficult to quantify what value it has. It really depends how that fits within your career. Uh, my, my, say a,
0: can you say a bit more about that? I that's that's a really to. interesting, really, really powerful point you're making here. about. It's I not think really it's answering
1: about, the question, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter,
0: because I think it's still useful to the question, because you're making your point about, I think, the free market, what people want, providing value, that kind of thing, I think.
1: Well, look, for example, I started my own podcast, uh, mm-hmm. the Ice Cream for Everyone podcast. One, I wanted to do a show. I had been re- thinking about it for a while. Why are you laughing? Because I was on episode one <laughs> with my beard against the mic. Yeah, you are in episode one of the Ice Cream for Everyone podcast.
0: You are. still. Yeah. It, yeah. That's why I'm laughing.
1: Uh, and the first episode was a brainstorm about what the podcast should be about. And really? The, was it? Yeah. I don't remember. I actually don't remember. But okay, cool. Partly. Is about what you listen to, what the format could mm-hmm. or should be, and um,
0: God, and- even that sounds dated from where we are now and how we do things. To me, that's yeah. that, okay. Anyway,
1: so anyway, my, I wanted you to started a podcast. While. I yeah. thought about a few different concepts. I anyway, long story short, I started a podcast, and rather than overthinking it, I said, "Oh, let's just do it and record something." Honestly, mm. like a lot of people did a year ago with the beginning of the pandemic. I did this six years ago, mm. but a lot mm. of people started that just like we're doing mm. now. And there's yeah. so many more shows now, tons mm. because of everybody doing video and more and more people doing podcasts. So it only got more difficult to be noticed. Uh, so, and I, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this and it's going to allow me to, one, have an excuse to ask for coffee and conversations of people that I find interesting within my industry or within game design. And there'll Mm -hmm. be uh, an incentive for them to say yes, but more like over and above just, yeah, I'd love to have coffee with you, but I don't have time. Why would I do that? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, just like you're a nice guy, it'd be nice to talk, but, uh, and to help me help promote my image as a, in the industry, Mm -hmm. which I know that it does, but I, I have very little feedback about how it does it. And right. not that many people watch or listen, partly because I don't invest enough time into finding out exactly, uh, well, there's a few different reasons for that. One, I don't spend enough time. Two, mm-hmm. it's just very difficult to know regardless, because most of the people who listen, you have no idea who they are. They don't give you feedback. They don't put five-star reviews. They don't post comments, just like ours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of people that watch. On YouTube, it's, more, it's even more obvious because you have the number of views. Mm. number of views can tell your students whoever watching, oh, nobody's watching these guys, they're not very popular and I know that they tell things to you like, I could do a lot better and I'm like, again, please do, show us Yes, exactly, because
0: the the, the student that asked this question is also the student who said I could get TikTok famous really fast,
1: and I'm like, okay go do it then. Yeah, has he done it yet? No. Nope. Okay, you need to start picking questions from people who like, just they're posers um, So But however, I also know that from time to time, just like now, actually, it just happened. One person who published, uh, just published a book got in touch with me on LinkedIn, who wants to be on my podcast, even though I hadn't been publishing since last year. It has staying power. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a few podcasts that are doing probably a lot better than me in the same area that I'm in, like my professional area. Uh, But I know that people have enjoyed my podcast. I know that people have listened; that they say they really like it. So I know that mm-hmm. it, it car- and I, it also carries a certain weight in terms of reputation. Even just when I introduce myself and I say that I have a podcast,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I go mm-hmm. to an interview, when I talk to somebody, but I don't—I have no idea what it's worth. If you could, I can't equate that into financial value, and not—I don't have enough people listening to make it to, to make money from it. So your students thinking that to have to make money from a show Mm -hmm. uh, is really challenging,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: really challenging. You're either very specifically within a niche and you Mm -hmm. have the right contacts with businesses to uh, promote products. So you have basically you live from product placement. Yeah, I know people who do that. This is the most it's probably the most likely way that you can make money. Uh, okay. You have to be in, in a niche, kind, in like in a niche kind of environment, uh, because if you just do makeup, for example, makeup, this yeah. like tons of people do. I know
0: it's ridiculous.
1: Millions <laughs> and millions.
0: Yeah, I know this because of my wife. She like makeup videos, right? Makeup videos and baking and cake videos. That's oh twice. my
1: god! So many, and even more, like way more since the since the beginning of the pand- pandemic. Yeah. So if you're a makeup artist and and you manage to have success with your channel, then there's a different kind of, uh, so there's multiple ways. So one way is product placement. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another way is, uh, of course, the number of people that you're going to have watching. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then you start advertising. So you're a part of the partner program on YouTube. uh, And you are, or for example, it's like YouTube because we're streaming through YouTube right now. So this is an Mm -hmm. example. But uh, or Instagram, whatever you're doing, but you are uh, beholden to the system that is owned by Google or Facebook.
2: Yeah,
0: or TikTok, and we are in the prison again.
1: Yeah, and you're in the prison. So what that means is, I mentioned this because people are like, "Well, yeah, you can make a lot of money," but I'm like, "Well, yes, you can," but remember, all of this is owned by the platform. So the day they change the rules, you're just you have to go along with it. And their goal is not to make you money; it's to make them money. So yeah. as long as it, it so, it, it doesn't mean they're going to cut you off, but they will change things to make their lives better, not necessarily yours. Mm. If you are a content creator and an influencer, you have to know this because you are, just you know. Of course, they have. Uh, I mean, they the, the the in the grand scheme of things, the influencers weigh a lot, and they have a voice. And an mm. influence on what YouTube does with their platform or Facebook does with their platform somewhat somewhat, but you have mm. you don't have it it's not a democracy they own it. they own it. so if they is it they, too much to say
0: that a hey, they they own you like if you're an influencer, they own you, is that too much to say?
1: I don't know yes, no, maybe <laughs>
0: but i I do think you're what you've done is you you cut right through to some of the key ideas in the question i don't think they're tangents and i think you're 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 going underneath the question in a way that speaks to what this particular student is talking about he's not the it's not about Yes, it's about trying to make money, but it's also he's also asking a question. I think about the school system and what school does to people, but and I'm what we he's talk about whether
1: lot. he can slack off as well, which is kind of funny, or, or I, how rare it is. What, I mean, ultimately how rare, from yeah
0: from what I know about the student, I don't think he's asking about slacking off. Okay, I think I think it's more about the pressure that there is on students to constantly get A grades, but that's not necessarily a predictor of how hard you work. Or whether you'll be successful.
1: No, I mean presumably, if you've if you've worked hard enough, you get better grades. But that depends. Now, how rare it is to earn a lot of money, and uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, it depends. But if we're talking about millions upon millions, well, it also depends where you come from. Where you come yes. from. Depends, so, those, like, those if, you al- if you already have millions in the bank, it's easier to make more regardless of your academic yeah. achievements. Yeah.
0: Because yeah.
1: you're like, well, you already have money working for you, so you can make a lot more. Did? So, uh, I and, don't and know. And you may have more opportunities to be, I, I don't know, like getting a, regardless of, like, if you, without making, without having necessarily tons of money, if you come from a, a family that has a business of some kind, of some sort. Mm-hmm. And you end up not having an amazing academic achievement, but you have a assured role that you can go and you'll go and work for your family's company and have a good salary and, uh, and maybe while well, your family owns it. So you have a good salary and you have interest within the company. And then I'm sure there's a lot of people mm-hmm. and I don't know how rare that is, but there's a lot of people for whom that happens. Maybe that's not tons of money to the level that he's thinking of. I don't know. But you don't need to have super high academic achievement to enter your family company or something like that and make good money and have a good life. I don't know. I can depends certainly think end, of what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, I can certainly think of quite a few people who I've taught over the years who fit that category exactly. So it's it, it is, it is a very interesting point about this. I don't know. I wanted to ask you, how much do you know about Elon Musk? What do you think of Elon Musk?
1: I don't really have any thoughts about Elon Musk. I, 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 it's one of those characters uh, even more so that I've just kind of dropped off a little bit of social media. I, I know that my students or several of my students admire him and because they did reports on uh, yes, chosen to do uh, reports yes. on, uh, yeah. on him and Tesla and love the zaniness, out, out there craziness of the character mm-hmm. that he's very on top mm-hmm. of like what's trending on social media and he does a very good job mm-hmm. at Tweeting little, but getting maximum PR out of one tweet because he tweets on like what's current, current with an internet ephemera uh, or trending. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems mm-hmm. to be taking an enormous amount of risks with his business. But honestly, I don't, I it's one of those I should know more about who he is and what he's done in his life. And, but I don't that much, to be honest. Um, the reason I ask some is people because think is he's that. very dangerous. Some people yeah. think, yeah. Uh, Some people think he's. uh, You need to take that kind of risk to be able to move the game forward, and that he does that in a good way. I don't know. I I don't have an opinion to be honest. I I just I've not I've not looked into him enough to have a a formed opinion about what I think of him. What do you think?
0: I I mean, the reason I asked the question is because just like you said. Loads of my students think he's amazing. Oh, he's so great. He's so cool. He's like, he's the richest man in the world and all that kind of thing. And the, from what I understand, there was a certain amount, and it goes back to what you were saying before, mm-hmm. that if you're from where you're from can have a big bearing on how much money you make, if that's a measure of success. And from what I understand, he had a pretty good I'm kind sure of upbringing which has allowed him to you know inherit whatever he needs to inherit or build on whatever he had on to take all these risks. Sure. And not everyone is in that position. And the that I think is something that certainly my students underestimate. And one of the frequent things that I'll say in class is you're in a very privileged position. You're in a part of the world where you get to you go to a private school in the southeast of England, just outside London. You know, you are... I think the most
1: important thing is to be able to to do things in your life to allow you to realize that there's a lot of people living very differently than you. And a check your privilege thing is so important. Um I think you should and traveling, edit, traveling edit, edit that you... clip.
0: Edit that clip and put it somewhere because you just said something yeah, really but
1: cool. Same to the, the thing I said at the beginning. Editing and taking clips out takes time. No, I know, but it was really good what you just said. I should that's the but, point. You know. Yeah, it was you. really That's good it. we're just like this is this show is just us we're like self-congratulating each other we're like oh show so good which it would, good i don't think I, mean, I think it's i nice. don't think we like, are i don't think we are i think I we think have so? i think we I go, go the full
0: range we, we we we're you know if you, i just, i am gonna
1: just like you know again, no, but a tangent. lot of people you're right a lot i am amazed how natural it is for me to think about multiple situations and to go you do realize that but, but then when I tell people who, who that, if I come across somebody who doesn't realize that there's a lot of other people that don't live like they do, and, but they just say generalities like, oh, this is how it is for everyone. You're like, no, it's not. It's not Let like this for cage. everyone at all. Do you re- and you don't realize this. And, and I am very worried that most people do not realize that uh, if nobody else lives like they do not nobody else, but that they're in a privileged position. And your pupils, I think it's important for them to realize and for everybody yep. to have a chance to realize, and that is one huge privilege, is to, to have a chance to realize that other people live very differently, have very mm. different cultures, very different upbringings, very different means, very different, That, there's a, that, that and that it's mind boggling to try to imagine how different it all is. And of course, on a day-to-day basis, I don't think all the time that everybody lives differently because mm-hmm. you can't operate otherwise. Mm-hmm. But it is, I think, absolutely essential to realize that you, people don't live like you and that you are in a privileged position or not depending. Um, but the the it's easier for people in privileged position to not realize how it is for others. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones who are who easily make throwaway comments like well you know the poor people just should get a job you know like yeah. what or things like well why are all those, all those people in america working two or three jobs if only you worked one job that paid twice as much you'd be sorted yeah and without and and they're like wow really this is how you think if you do think you do realize that the people who do who work two or three jobs don't do this for pleasure right they don't have any other option. Yeah, They cannot see any other option, they're exhausted. Yeah. And
0: yeah. they
1: don't have the means, the education, the wherewithal, the, the opportunity at all to have that. You have that opportunity. Uh, and anyway, this is taking us a little bit further. So actually, if you have that opportunity, don't squander it by thinking like, well, how rare it is. Now, on the grand scheme of things, the question, back to the question, the, if you take the grand scheme of things from a global perspective of the eight, like nearly 8 billion people on the planet, it's very rare. Yeah. It's very rare. If you take the whole planet together, it's very rare to have no academic achievement, no school, and to make tons of money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you were born into it, but it's equally mm-hmm. it's still rare. Because the vast majority of the planet makes little money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's not the only way to measure whether you're living a good life. Mm-hmm. So, okay, and then, okay, sorry. Like, that's a global perspective. Now, taking it, just narrowing down, saying the UK or another Western country, UK, yeah. US, France. So, where we are ish. I say US because maybe some people in the US will watch this. I don't know. Let's let's say. Um, then it's still pretty rare. As you said, those students that you, those pupils you teach are in a private school. That's not the majority of people. The majority are the majority of like, what's the percentage of of kids going to a private high school ish in the UK? 10%? 20%?
0: 30%? I I would guess between 10 and 20%.
1: Okay. So you're already, you're already in a minority. Yeah. To begin with. So... Uh, now, that's not answering the question because you could go to a public, well, a just a normal school, or public, not public schools, because public school is, how do you say the public? It's so expensive school the, in the UK. So it's, wait, so yeah, in the work? UK, it's so
0: silly. Public schools are the super expensive private schools. Yes, but how do you call the State schools. State, 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 schools, schools. state schools. State schools. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's the term. So you could go to a state school mm-hmm. and you're probably more, more, there's more probability in this question of somebody going to a public school and still making lots of money possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it rare? I don't know. Again, like what's a lot of money and what's rare? Probably. Yes. I would say Mm. probably still fairly rare. Of course, possible. Everything's possible. Probable, probably not.
0: It is a bit frustrating for me as a teacher to see. And
1: making 90K, making 90K when you're 25 is both a lot and not but yeah yeah yeah. it's uh it's 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 kind of probably this it's more or less the norm if you do very high degree sketch studies and you're starting in a you know i don't know an investment bank or something like that i'm making this up like a big consulting firm but still 90k seems high yeah I UK. No, what's the starting salary for like a really good if you come out at a really good school and go investment banking or big consulting firm? 50K, 60K? I don't know.
0: Well, I know I know that some of the some of the people who went and did a higher apprenticeship. So they didn't go to uni, they went and got an apprenticeship at a place like Deloitte or whatever. Yeah. And of course, what people don't realize when they start that is they're already taking really good students. And if you don't pass the exams, like the professional exams every time, they kick you out. They only want a return on their investment if they're going to spend money on you.
2: Sure.
0: So you could be, before you're 30, you, okay, so one someone I tutored, he's now, what, 20? He's, he's probably like 24, 20, 23, 24. He's on like 60, 70. Okay. And And... He worked really hard, he's very street smart, he knew how to present himself and communicate. He did a, an internship at one of the big four, or big six, and he went where the opportunities took him and he's doing really well. I think he works at HSBC now. Cool. And, but again, he's, is he the exception? Probably, probably. Because so, people, hit- it, so it's
1: still, you know, how rare it is. I don't know, but it seems to be pretty rare. Yeah, not I'm, to, say, I, not to she, say it's not possible, but exactly of it's possible. It's
0: yeah, and but whatever, it, it, and
1: it brings us back to the beginning point. It's like whatever you're gonna get up to, you're like you just you're gonna have to work hard at it. Yeah, yeah. So and that's put a lot of gonna effort. Gonna put a lot of hours. Put a lot of um, whether it's your academic achievement or whatever else you want to do. But also focus on what gives you some pleasure, because otherwise, I mean, I, I also don't really believe in just work, you know working yourself silly to just have a numbers objective about how much you want in your bank account.
0: Well, okay, You're not th- wrong so this to is, do this that, is... but that's
1: I, and I know your students typically you keep telling me that they're not interested. I probably come across as some communist communist hippie. I well, say they say that like to that. me. Oh, so you're a communist then?
0: No, not communist. But it, this, they, oh, by the just they. I'm way, you know, always painted about communism.
1: That way. I was looking. I went to a bookshop because I started reading some philosophy things. So I was like just browsing through the, and I, I came across. Uh, so I because I didn't know, this is silly. Karl Marx the Capital. Yeah. It does call capital. Marx. So the, <laughs> the Capital is a three-tone book. So the first term is like this thick and then term two is also this thick. And I was like, oh, uh, I was, cause I was wondering maybe I should read Marx cause really to understand a little bit more of the basics of like, what did he actually say? And then I was like, uh, I looked at the capital. I was like, okay, maybe I'm not gonna read that one. I'll just start with the small one. That's like the, the he's, he's written a few small books about um,
0: I'm pretty sure the communist manifesto is really. yeah the
1: communist manifesto is the one written with Friedrich, Friedrich Engels which is very small yeah. so I'm like I, I might read that one first <laughs> capital I'll, I'll listen to the podcast summary of the capital <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true but but the, I think it's partly teenagerness to want to categorize me but whenever you start talking in that way because the again a lot of my pupils will say oh, I want to retire by the time I'm like 50 40 So work really hard, earn loads of money, retire. That is the theme that runs through a lot of people. Well, there's a lot of people who said that find a job that's fulfilling, or you know, uh, we've talked about.
1: Anyway, yeah, I thought that was a good idea too, uh, but I didn't do that at all. Really? Yeah, of course. When you read about it, you're like, oh, that's a great idea. Work hard, make a lot of money, and then uh, retire then but i never did the things that were required to get there i don't think i ever thought that yeah when i read stuff like the four hour work week and other articles of people doing that kind of stuff like and you know there's a lot of articles about how i made it big and made a lot of money and retired when i was 40 and living off of my investments sure but i'm of course you like you read it and i'm like oh yeah that sounds like a good idea and then i never did anything like it but i also just i also don't want to live like this i'm I, it, much this is, happier it's really working, interesting. working a few hours a day and uh doing something that i enjoy now i should i don't know i i i really don't have the right answers that's all i've got to figure it out is even though i know a lot of stuff i feel like the, the more i go and the less i know and people come. People have started since last year coming to me and asking me questions about what I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm happy to talk. I really don't feel like I have answers, even though you ask me questions every week and I have answers. I I feel like I have no answers, and I'm always like, I don't know at all. I'm happy to share my experience, but I don't know that there's I'm so a model many people. Well,
0: so many people go through life thinking they know the answer. Uh, I, I think it relates to what you're saying about willing, being willing to understand. There are other people who live in a completely different way to you do, and you realize what a great, what a privileged position you're in. I think it also relates to knowing that, or this is gonna sound weird, knowing that you don't know. Yeah. Knowing that- And, you don't and there's know only everything.
1: just having the hu- humility um, mm. to want to know, and also be able to socially accept that, or, or say publicly that you don't know something, which is not great socially. True. it it, it takes something a lot of people are not willing to say they don't know or to answer i don't know to any question i am i'm usually fine with saying that Hmm. um Hmm. and uh, then i learn and i listen because most people are very quick to say how things should be done yep and you when you listen you realize that their opinions are based on thin air most of the time yep very often like very few people are actually informed but they're very convinced of their own position and if you ask like where does your position come from and they're like oh well, just you know. so you're like well okay you, I got it your position's based on nothing but let's not question any further it's true I've talked to so many people like I was at parties last summer where that happened and people had like very very firm opinions about something I was like oh cool where does that come from they're like well, I just you know there are a lot of proof show that just, I'm like, this is yeah.
0: why reading books is important. Yeah, <laughs> go and go and read the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> Actually, no, go and read. I mean, you could, but go and yeah, read. You
1: should, but also just calling people communists, is like, all right, you know what communism is? I don't really.
0: Yeah, okay. I I I, I, I think I know the basic
1: <laughs> idea, but then I could easily say, well, wait a minute. I think this basic idea that I'm citing is socialism.
0: And socialism, communism are different as well. As yeah, well. and there's that's, different that's... definitions
1: for the both of them. And that's like it's outside the scope of the question. It's soon time, so I don't think I'm going to go there. <laughs> I mean, we could, but um...
0: no, it's uh, there was something else I was going to say about what you're saying the and the question, but it's gone out of my head. Never mind. The
1: Mark but... Maron show is uh, the the Mark Maron, mm-hmm. the comedian, the American comedian, the his his special on Netflix uh, that was that was published last year just before the beginning of so like in february january february last year uh uh, it's great because it starts like that he's and i've cited it i've quoted it a few times but it's a great great show it's pretty cynical it's very funny uh pretty dark but it starts on that side it starts on you know did you notice that like most of the things that people are ready to like their opinions they have that they're ready to die for are based on really not much like if you really just Thinly, it has a very thin veneer of knowledge. And if you just question a little bit further, most of the people have very firm opinions about that they identify with are really based mm. on, I think I, I read or heard about it somewhere.
2: Mm.
0: It, this is really good. I, I remember what I was going to say. So the, I don't know, being willing to say, I don't know, r- reminds me of reading when I read the 21 Lessons. Mm-hmm. He talks about being bewildered and working like being willing to go I just it's all like oh
1: oh my gosh he also talks about how knowledge and power are incompatible you can't pursue both of them for like you can't specialize in both of them which I thought was an interesting thought oh yeah Mm. also interesting I talked about it with my little brother and he was like yeah it's interesting however there's a lot of people in power who do have a lot of knowledge And they read and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's true. I mean, somebody like Bill Gates read tons of things. He's not, he's like, he is very knowledgeable. But when you're pursuing both, and if you're at the top of your game and you're a, what he meant by you can't pursue knowledge and power at the same time, is somebody who's a president or the prime Mm -hmm. minister Mm -hmm. and has like a schedule of things Mm -hmm. he needs to react to all the time, does not have time to have the full knowledge, the things he needs to make decisions, he or she needs to make decisions about. So he he or she delegates all of the knowledge to other people Mm. because they need to react and they have the power to get things done, but they don't have enough time to find out the ins and outs about everything that they're making decisions about.
0: Mm. And that sense has been heightened with the the pandemic, I think, that everyone is reliant on someone else and everyone's making decisions based on very little or whatever they can get or who knows what. And I suppose well, it, maybe it almost goes back to what you were saying about people who are basing opinions, their own opinions
1: on not very much. Well, we all do. We all have those. Oh, yeah. We all have those. But to get back to the question, I would also say, and this is the same question, <laughs> same kind of points for all the, your student questions about how do I make lots of money? Uh, stop worrying about making so much money. I know I might sound like a hippie for saying this worry about making good stuff worry about working hard and doing good at what you're doing worry about gaining mastery of what you're interested in mm-hmm. and uh if you take pleasure in what you're doing that's more the japanese concept of um not ikigai the uh the craftsmanship uh where is that i can't remember the name of it not ikigai oh no 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 it's another idea Uh, it's the idea of let me find it. I have it here because they talked about it in a a blog post not long ago, Uh, well, a few months ago. It's, 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 it's.
0: So while you're looking, you're saying about the mastery, yeah, get good at the things you love, try lots of things, find
1: what you love. It's not the shukunin, it's the oh wow, Shukunin. shukunin, and that is. It's the Japanese word for artisan or craftsmanship. And it's the idea is included of always getting better at what you're doing. So the the, the quote that that. I have is, shokunin means not only having technical skill, but Mm -hmm. also implies an attitude and social consciousness, a social obligation to work your best for the general welfare of the people, Mm -hmm. an obligation both material and spiritual. So this idea of like, Mm -hmm. you know, Getting masterful at what you're doing in the documentary Drio Dreams of Sushi," or there's another one about the swordman. Yeah. There's a bunch of different examples of this Japanese craft uh, and shokunin. I like that craftsman, I love that. but it also, in the same word, is the idea that you're you you should always get better at what you're doing. Um, so it's but al- also within that, development.
0: But also within that, there's contribution. There's thinking about yes, the social... If yes,
1: because if you're great at what you're doing, you'll be a better cog for the overall machine. Uh, I think that's what that means. As in, mm. uh, if if you're imagining that the word, because this it's an old word, it comes from like the all society works together in harmony. Mm-hmm. I'm making this mm-hmm. up. I think it's coming from this, so don't quote me on it. But I think this is where it comes from, because it's kind of, of a Buddhist and Confucianism Actually, I'm going a little bit too far. I think I'm, I'm kind of talking out of my ass there, but um, <laughs> it happens to me. But the idea being that if you are, if you are a craftsman, a blacksmith in your village, in the traditional sense, you are a cog. You're a function. You have a function for society to func- to to work out. Uh, so mm-hmm. you 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 break. You provide to the community that you're in. And the better you are, the more you provide and the better value you provide to your community.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now it's not exactly, it might not be true anymore, but I think there's a lot of uh, value in it. And definitely Shokunin comes into Ikigai because Ikigai is all about uh, living a fulfilled life. And the, the Japanese talk about one of the aspects of living a fulfilled life is taking pleasure in what you're doing and taking pleasure in work well done, which is that idea of craftsmanship is in there and the idea Mm. of mastery. So rather than worried about like, what is it that I should be doing? And can I, can I have not a lot of academic achievement is worry about being great at what you're doing, worry about what you're good at, what you, and that's back to Ikigai, what you're good at and worry about being great and going from good to how do you get good and how do you get great? And, um, that naturally leads you to uh, putting a lot of practice in, and the practice gets you improves improves you. And this, then, you get into this idea of continual improvement and development.
0: This brilliant. And if you're
1: good at what you do, and this is back to the Alan Watts thing about like rather than yeah. worrying about money, worry about doing something that you love. And if you're good at it, people will seek you out. And there's because you create an, a market for yourself. And this is not communist at all. If you're good at what you're doing, uh, then there's a market for what you do, or there can mm-hmm. be. It's and really being good. good is not enough. Being good is not enough. Uh, particularly if you want to be, if you want to be good at something that there's millions and millions and millions of other people doing the same thing. And what is incompress in- compres- in- you can't compress what's incompressible. Incompre- Incomprehensible. What's no, that's not a word. What's, what's, what you can't change is we only have 24 hours a day. Okay. And you only have so much leisure time to dedicate to watching YouTube videos. There's only so many people on the planet watching YouTube videos. So yes, you can yeah. watch them double speed. But my point is, if your <laughs> plan is to be a rich influencer, you can, but being good is not enough because you're competing with not only tens of millions of other people doing exactly the same thing that you're doing. But you're competing with everything else that people can spend their time on. Mm. So what I'm getting from what you're saying
0: is that going within and looking at what you really enjoy is a really powerful way of discovering autonomy and mastery and finding what it is that you can... Maybe even what well, make make a make a living from make yeah, a difference, with. Or,
1: or or just you know. Now I'm talking about the YouTube video thing, entrepreneurship, because that was another question. That this makes me, this conversation makes me think a lot about the how do you get started entrepreneurship episode that we mm. did. But it could equally be the example of the previous, the old uh, student pupil that you mentioned who works at HSBC and who worked at a big consulting firm and, um, you know, you put a lot of time and effort and you go work for an employer. Yeah. 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 Like most people do. Yep. Uh, now, is it lots and lots of money? I don't know. But like, why do you need a lot of money again? And what's a lot of money? Do you, you know? you have an imperative but aside from the imperative that i need to be rich and retire when i'm 40 i'd be a lot more reassured if there were more people worried about how do we save this planet rather than keep destroying it yeah uh and i mean save as in just make it like keep it inhabitable because that's kind of worrying that it's not or it's quickly not and the kind of thinking that leads us to like how do i get the most out of a little amount of time uh probably for myself, I think doesn't move the needle in the right direction. And I'm not a saint. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a saint of ecological and environmental matters. Mm. It's never been my focus, but I know it's, it's important. Mm. It's important to look at how do we live all together on this planet in a way that we stop destroying our own apartment and our own environment. Mm.
2: Um
1: So, and the way to do this, to bring him back to the 21 lessons in Yuval Harari and a lot of big thinkers, he's not the only one to say this kind of thing, is to think globally.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: Because we are, you know, I say we, Western countries, have been throwing our dump into big things in third world countries, which doesn't work anymore because the, like, the air that we're polluting is ours too. So, that's kind of big problems to solve that are really worth looking into that are more important than how much money you're going to make and whether you're going to be able to retire when you're 40 also the other thing is we're presumably going to be living longer and longer so 40 mm. is halfway through your life mm. now retire when you're 40 is fine but what are you going to do with the rest of it
0: oh like that's video a great games? question it's a great point great point i mean
1: great for you if you retire at 40 good for you but what does that even mean Yeah. Because you're still going to do stuff. Yeah. And if you dedicate the other half of your life to environmental matters, great. Why not? I mean, why not? But all of this brings us back to like looking at how the rest of the world lives, whatever that means for you. Uh, And the rest of the world is talking about the majority of people who don't have those kinds of opportunities. And if you are privileged enough to have the kind of opportunities, then have a look at how other people are living. Now, I know that for the past year, it's not been ideal to travel anywhere. but but traveling is a good way to do it and traveling independently Mm. and walking around and leaving the leaving the safety of the 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 backpacking house where you only have you stay within your own environment that's not really Mm. no you i'm not you won't no traveling you won't necessarily have a really good idea of how people actually live but putting yourself in a different kind of environment for a while at least just shows you there's a different life. Just Even just taking the local bus somewhere and wandering around a city, just that's what I've done. Just even that, and just like find yourself, that was years ago, but find myself on the side of a road with an old bus that had broken down and sharing cigarettes with people and just not sharing much else to see that like, these people are really not like me at all and I'm not like them. But Mm. we're sharing a cigarette on the side of the road for now and uh, (laughs) that's it. And you know, just like, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to be invited in the, on the porch of places because they were partying and they're having drinks in Laos or other places and share a cigarette and a glass of alcohol. And, uh, and very like a few words spoken half in English, like my three words of Lao, their three words of English and have an experience of like, these are completely different people than me and I'm completely different from them and we're sharing a moment. It sounds completely ridiculous, but I, at least I was like, "Think this is completely just so far from who I am and what I know," um, that it, it's humbling, and I think it's important to have those kinds of experiences in life.
0: I, I get what you're saying. It really, you, you, There's a few things you said in today's episode that have really been quite thought provoking. And the way you've zoomed in and zoomed out of the conversation of, it isn't just about, maybe it's not just about making money. Maybe it's about being, exploring what you're great at. Maybe it's about trying to, maybe it's about realizing that people live in different ways. And maybe it's about who who you are and what you bring and what you can make of each moment. And it's who you are in the small, but also the big, we're part of something bigger. We're all I think yeah. that phrase. You used a great and, phrase. And, and it our comes own down apartment. to like
1: with we're we're destroying our own backyard. And the people listening, your pupils, may not realize, uh, but they come on the side of probably people who have more opportunity, more privilege, yeah, really? and more power. Even though it might not seem like that to them. Hmm. And if you think of the Spider Man thing, with more power comes with great power comes great responsibility. And if you allow yourself <laughs> to think of yourself as somebody who has power because yeah. you do or you have, then you are also somebody who might be able to create opportunities uh, for others who don't have that much power. And I don't know what that means. I don't mean to say that you should go abandon everything and go take care of, like, you know, poor people, but maybe you could. And maybe that I, I don't know what that means, but but it's uh, it's a, I think it's a good thing to keep an eye on
0: and a good thing to I think it's a good thing to be asking yourself because I think it does lead to you discovering what unique thing you bring to life yeah. and then exploring it and discovering you do have something to offer everyone has something yes. to offer, everyone yes. has something to bring to the party yeah. and it's the more we, the more we can all do that, the more we can stop destroying our own apartment yeah thank you there we go